The current spoiler warning level is, Infra Crimson. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Infra Crimson. Uh, this is the the hardest spoilery we've ever gone, uh, hence hence the uh, invention of a new color. It's like infrared, but it's crimson, because Gundam, I guess. Um, we're going to be talking about some machines from Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn, as well as Gundam Narrative. And not just that, we're also going to spoil a very major plot element of Gundam Narrative. So if you have not seen Narrative... You should really not listen to this, unless you just don't care, which is fine. Some people are like that. I sometimes am like that. Anyway, please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista NG. We're in the hangar, ready to talk about some robots, and I'm Sixtatmar from Scanline Media. So, if we're in the hangar, who is who? You always have. To I'm, I mean, I'm Dylan. You always have to nitpick. No, I'm not nitpicking. I'm. This is me. I like. This is me asking. <laughs> like, who's? Is anyone Astonage? Or I'm. I'm not nitpicking. I'm trying to make this more fun. Okay. Well, I'm uh, Kika. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in reality, as you can tell by the show, we are just the orphans running around yelling "Wow, cool robot!" Uh, <laughs> yeah. Running over the top, running over the top of the act guy, doing doing like intentionally troublesome things most of the time, and then occasionally I try to do something helpful. But you're so used to me being a pain in the ass that you yell at me anyway. Uh, That's I'm gonna very be, much my. my I'm gonna mind. be let's. I'm gonna be let's. Uh, no one wants to be cats because we know what happens there. <laughs> I mean, listen. Everybody wants to die. <laughs> it's um, all right. Speak for thyself. Uh, Besides, there's the Zeta. You could be one of the Zeta kids. <laughs> the Zeta orphan. <laughs> Char just appears away. Uh, I felt like this show needed more kids in it. Thanks, Char. <laughs> all right. D8. D8. Eight. Damn it. We'd only have seven. I have to roll again. Oh, right. Yeah, because we finished... Okay, well, one, which means the spoiler part of late UC. Okay, I'm okay with that. Let's we're gonna we we're gonna roll something from narrative or unicorn is what that means. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It will give okay. us a lot to talk about. All right, here we go. Depends. Well, okay. Mm, I'm thinking now. I'm like, oh no. Now I'm thinking of all the worst case scenarios right after being positive. All right. Well. What, Dylan, do we get? what do we get? What do we get? What do we get? It's time to fight. What do we get? It is the RX Zero Unicorn Gundam Zero oh. Three Phoenix. Oh, okay. You know what? This is the unicorn episode. Yeah, yeah. Because we can't, Let's we just can't do not. It. Yeah, we can't, we can't. Look, we can't. If we do, we're not blowing the load of talking about the unicorn on the fucking Phoenix, okay? Hey, I fuck refuse. you. The Phoenix is awesome. Okay, whatever. All right, let's start. <laughs> Arc Zero Unicorn Gundam, the Unicorn Gundam. Okay, um, oh god, where to start? This feels massive. Like I'm like, we just got off the cancer <laughs> episode. I'm like, oh, that was such an easy one, and now it's like the Unicorn Gundam in my brain is just like, oh no. Here oh, we go. No. We're talking about Singularity One. <laughs> All right, <sighs> Unicorn Gundam, obviously the lead Gundam in Gundam Unicorn. <laughs> um, I, I I have to remember. I can't. 
the problem is this, right? My brain is like, well, we can mostly talk about the robots. We, we talk about some of the context of the show. The problem is talking about the technical details of this robot are kind of like a thing that is overwrought itself, you know? Yeah. It's not yeah. like a Gundam where we can just go, you know, this is the whatever Gundam. This was designed by whoever and, you know, was like a turning point for the war. No, the, this, the, the Unicorn Gundam has a lot we got to talk about. So, all right. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to talk about what's inside the Laplace box, but, you know. All right. The Unicorn Gundam. The key to Laplace's box. Um, all right. Oh, we'll, boy. we'll go through the design like normal. And, oh, no, then there's, like, we have to talk about the, the different versions because uh-huh. we have to, t- like, there's differences. Not so much for the Unicorn itself on the novel, but when we start talking about, like, the Banshee and stuff. Oh, God. This is going to be great. Okay. Let's just, get in. Let's just get into yeah. it. All right. Unicorn Gundam Unicorn Mode. Uh, just talk about it. As it is. Alright. The Unicorn Gundam in Unicorn Mode, which is its default state, you've got a head that looks nothing like a Gundam head. Which I love. I actually, I mm-hmm. like this. I like this stuff. This is yeah, a cool Unicorn design. Mode is cool. Because you you get this, like, really weird... It's almost a gym-like head, right? Because it has, like, mm-hmm. a little, like, visor. Like, it's a very thin visor. But it does have, like, you know, the green visor, the plain face, etc. It almost feels like a gym. And, uh... I think that's cool about it. Um, you've, you know, true to its name being the unicorn, it has a single horn, like, not like a normal commander antenna either. Like, this is a long, big horn. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Which I, again, I think this is cool looking. I think this is great. Um, got a lot of little details all over the head. Um, I'm actually trying to see if I could find, like, that novel art real quick, because there is. I can't remember if the head Vulcan thing is a thing or not with the novel version. Um, hold on. Uh, because important distinction, and I want to mention it while we're doing it. Because uh, if I don't mention it while we're doing it, I'll, I, I just don't want to separate these into their own sections. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the only art I can find is too tiny. Fuck it. We'll just keep going. Ignore the Vulcans for now. We'll talk about it later. Um, the torso, uh, very, again, in unicorn mode, a lot of this looks very plain. Uh, this is intentional because we'll get to the transformation. Uh, but you've got a very, it, it's a very Gundam style chest. You know, you can see where the mm-hmm. collar is. You can see where vents would be, and we know what those are going to open into. We, the cockpit hatches, the you know, cockpit hatch. You've got a segmented torso. This is a Gundam torso, you know. It, that's what mm-hmm. it is. Um, the shoulders also evoke the RX-78. Um, you've got just big square shoulders. Um, lots of lining all over this. Again, this will be important later. If you're wa- listening to this episode, you know, but I have to talk about it like this until we talk about the destroy mode. Um, mm-hmm. You've got lines all over this thing. You've got lines, big, thick lines on the shoulders. you got lines on the arms. As you move down, you go to the forearms. Uh... The forearms are actually really cool to me because this is where the beam sabers are kept. Uh, well, mm-hmm. a pair of beam sabers should say that. Uh, one of the, it's four pairs of beams, or one of its two pairs of beam sabers. Um, uh, it has a pair on the arms, pair on the backpack like normal. Uh, so the arms have these cool beam saber things. Otherwise, they're just very plain arms. You've got normal ass manipulators there. Nothing special there. Um, to talk about the arm beam savers real quick, uh, it can grab the beam savers out of the arms, or more often, it can also flip them forward and just deploy them as quote-unquote tonfas, 
Hell yeah, Jim cool. Sniper, baby. I I love wrist sabers. I love the idea of wrist sabers. I think it's really cool looking. I think it's yeah. like you don't even have to use your hand to manipulate it. It's just cool when you have a saber come out of an arm. Uh, it's one of my favorite elements of the unicorn are these things. Yep, these are cool. Um, moving on down, again, plain waist, covered in lines. Um, you know, you've got your front skirt armor, you've got side skirt armor, you've got rear skirt armor. Uh, I would say, if you look at the rear skirt, uh, the rear skirt is almost more reminiscent of, like, the new to me. Like, the new mm. kind of big rear skirt. Totally. Um, but otherwise, very standard looking. Um, going on down... You've got these very detailed knees. Uh, it's the main part of the leg that I could say is like very detailed is the knees. Um, on the rear of the legs, you've got cool cables going on in the joints. Um, you've got a little another thing kind of reminiscent of the new a little. You've got these like thrusters on the back of the legs. Um, on the unicorn, they actually like pull up, um, mm-hmm. and they're hidden underneath like a metal plate. I think the, this is a cool look. Um, that said, this machine is not super covered in thrusters. No, it is not. Um, this machine's actually got a pretty, I would say a pretty normal, like, vernier layout. Like, a very, like, like standard rather than being, like, very extra about it. Yeah, it's um, got, like, two on the backpack and just the ones on the, the back of the, the back of the calves, and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. And then, um, maybe some on the bottom of the feet, too, just because that, that happens, but, uh. Sure, yes, I should have, uh, yeah. Feet, again, very plain. Uh, the ankle armor is integrated into the leg armor again, instead of it being, like, integrated onto the foot. And you've got some very plain feet. It sounds boring when we talk about it. I think the design is really good. There's just not a lot of design points to talk about. It's just a solid design. Um, yeah, it's very... I mean, it's a very simple and clean design. I'm sorry, Hikaru Utada. Um, <laughs> but it just um, looks... It looks really classy. Yeah. Uh, oh, should, should note, uh, on the backpack... Now, I did mention there are beam sabers in the unicorn mode. I don't think they ever pop up. Yeah, uh, it can't use them in unicorn mode, which is just stupid. It is a little dumb. Uh, they are always shown as being folded into the back. Uh, destroy mode is literally like where it changes the silhouette to be more Gundam-like um, to have those like popped up. So it is a little silly. Uh, there might be some point in the novels where it does mention like popping it up and grabbing it. I just don't remember that happening so my brain i mean the like, ah. yeah the thing the the you know the armament section of course the wikipedia is not is the wiki is not you know is not without flaws or without mistakes but the um the armament section of this wiki page seems to think that unless it's in destroy mode it simply can't use them mm-hmm. uh and then we will talk about okay speaking of uh i don't hmm, armaments or destroy mode first armaments first okay all right so the unicorn does have Vulcans. Um, I mentioned the Vulcan things. I know there's like a weirdness between like the novel and the OVA version of like the Vulcans. I know there's just some weirdness going on with that. I can't remember what it is specifically. Uh, and mm. of course the wiki does not mention it anywhere. So it's like, ah, shoot. Um, but the beam sabers, you got four of them. Uh, just two useless ones on the back and the two tonfa ones. Uh, they will be less useless in a moment. Um, mm-hmm. Then we have, well, we have the beam magnum next. Beam uh, magnum's cool. The beam magnum's cool. Hey, so you know how we have like ammo clips for like the uh, you know beam rifles and now and like we have energy stored in those and it's like oh I can fire like thirty to sixty shots with these. Uh, what mm-hmm. if it you had these ammo clips and they had all the same amount of energy but they only fired one shot. They just fired all of it. 
what if you made a magazine out of magazines? Because every time you fired, you used up a magazine. Yeah, it literally is like a, um, you know, it, it's called the Magnum. It doesn't really look like a Magnum, but instead of having like a cylinder, the thing is, it does kind of remind me of a Magnum in like it has a row of six, you know, magazines. I mean, it's like it's like a internal like banana clip. Actually, uh, the funny thing is, it reminds me more of like of actual clips, right? Because here's the thing: is most people um, temporarily turning into gun nut. All right, most people when they say clip, they mean magazine. A clip mm. is actually when you just have a piece of metal with bullets stuck on it, like mm. they would use in like World War One and stuff. You know, like oh. you put in a mouser. That's a clip. A magazine uh, is like something that is, I assume, has more mechanisms going on. Yeah, it's usually got like it's got like a spring and it's like has like a whole like structure holding the bullets and it feeds it. This is just like you. It's a stripper clip. You just put this piece of metal in and then you put your finger over the bullets and pull the stripper clip out. It is just to keep them in the right formation. Um, um and this looks more similar to that the way it's yeah. it's loaded in there. Oh, for sure. And honestly, one of the coolest looking reloads. I love whenever this thing reloads. It looks so cool because like the it mechanism is like. The rifle, so, first of all, uh, I guess we'll talk about the clip first. Whenever it fires, the rifle kind of, like, splits a little, like, it pulls open a little, and the, the you know, it ejects the top, uh, the top E-pack, and then loads, like, it moves up into the next one, and the way it moves up just looks so, like, cool and fluid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just cool machinery happening, and it's fun. Um, I love the way that looks. Not to mention... The actual effect of firing it, which is a lot for even for UC. Yeah, it seems like I mean, so you know, I I am I am sort of like just trying to trying to extrapolate from the visual effects, but what it seems like is happening is that you fire and it it's it's so much energy that it can't actually pour it into a single beam immediately. So it f- pulls this energy forward and traps it within an eye field until there's enough there, and then the eye field breaks and shoots it out. Yeah, that seems because you do get like the thing where like when it's shooting the beam, like you get that energy charging in front of it, but like being held mm-hmm. um, before it just kind of blasts outward. It looks cool. It, it looks, looks really cool. cool. <laughs> um, you know, and the beam is just white and red, white and red with electricity like popping around. It. Um, mm-hmm. looks cooler than the sea toothpaste beams, honestly. IMO. <laughs> I I can't um, argue with that. I still like the toothpaste beams, but it is. I don't a, I don't hate the toothpaste beams as much as some people, but I think this looks cooler. Yeah. Um, it, it helps that this usually doesn't always like look like a beam. Sometimes it just like is like it's it's a little wiggly. Like it's not like it's not like a consistent form, right? Like it's not just mm-hmm. like a like a consistent beam. It's just like you're watching energy be dissipated forward, and it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so strong, in fact, that in the. It, I'm assuming the way it works is that it is because, you know, we know the way beams work, right? Like you have the particles eating through something when it shoots it. Um, Mm -hmm. The way it fires with the beam magnum is like probably in my ideas, like messing with things in the air around it so bad, or I guess not even in the air because this happens in space. It can fire and like we watch it like basically burn away part of the um a, a girazuli um just mm-hmm. from being in proximity to it um i i'm assuming it's just such intense heat that it literally like melted like part of the girazuli there and just popped it it's mm-hmm. it's cool it, I, that's always a cool effect you know 
Um, like when it's not even like being hit by the color and it's just, uh, it's a really cool beam. Also, beefy noise because they just took the original goddamn Gundam beam rifle sound, which is a great sound already, and like kind of just like added some, you know, like processing effects to it to make it sound like a little like chunkier. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. It's, it's just such a cool. It's, really, it's a cool weapon. Here's, here's the thing: is I really want to like the unicorn. Mm. I really want to, and there are a lot of cool things about it, but. Mm. I don't like the unicorn. That's fair. Um, do you not like the unicorn, or do you not like what the unicorn became? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, if if it had just stayed in unicorn mode the whole time, if that had been the machine, I would be a huge unicorn fan. Mm. Okay. Oh, you specifically don't. Okay. Okay. I, I, just I, saying, I don't like its transformations. Yes. Okay. First, before we get to that, though, there is a couple more. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, at one point, it uses a hyper bazooka, which is the <laughs> just... unique design of bazooka. Yeah, just to just to mark it as a protagonist Gundam, you got to do it yeah. once. It's, it's, it's an alright looking bazooka. Yeah, you know, but it's, it's still very it's much still like a it's it's like oh, you got to fulfill your contract. You got to use a hyper bazooka at some point. Product placement. And it does have what I think is a really cool shield. I do like this shield a lot, mm-hmm. um, especially like when it blocks and it like splits like the uh, middle open, so it like has the eye field generator that you can see. Um, mm-hmm. I think it looks really cool. I love the way the uh, I love the way that the shield looks. It's interesting to me because with the like the X design on it and stuff, it almost reminds me of the um, the X divider. See, funny thing is, I actually don't like when it, it looks worse to me when it has the X out. Is the thing? Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I see what you mean though. It's it's a really weird shield just because it has a lot of mechanisms happening in it, which is like not normal. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, should mention for storage, this is something that comes up, again, this is, like, more, like, on the novel version of things, and it doesn't come up in the anime, but the unicorn in the novel can store the, um, beam magnum, like, on the wrist in a really cool way. Let me find, hmm. uh, I'm trying to see if I can find art of that. If I can't find art, I can show it on the model, because I know for sure the original model does do it. Because the original model actually came out before, uh, the unicorn anime was a thing even um hmm. same with the sinanju i believe they were both uh early um because the novel did seemingly have like some push from bandai even before um it can also mount uh the uh hyper bazooka uh like new gundam style onto the backpack which i think is neat um yeah that is cool yeah mm-hmm. like it just mounts it like down the middle again don't think it does that in the anime actually is the funny thing it um which is like it's there's a lot of weirdness with that, like because, like I said, there's there's a novel, and then there's the OVA, and then like elements of the novel pop up in the OVA, but then they change some things, and then like some of the toys didn't care that they changed some things, etc. Like that's why it gets like a little weird to talk about it and like try to figure out like like trying to make sure I get it straight because it's less like there's just like weird stuff like that um, mm-hmm. going on with this suit. Um, also moving on down uh, the weapons list. Uh, these okay, the rest of the weapons are all basically borrowed. So, um, I will mention the Gatling gun, uh, specifically because it's the main thing we see using it. Um. Also because it's sick? Yeah, it does use a beam Gatling. Uh, you get an amazing scene of the unicorn having to install the weapon drivers for it. Uh, because, like, he is being attacked by, I believe it's a Dryson at the time. And he's, like, 
you know, Banaj was like, hey, please stop trying to shoot me. Please, I don't want to have to shoot you. And he's like pulling the trigger, but it's not working. And um, you see a little screen pop up in the cockpit that literally is like installing weapon drivers because this is a Neo Zeon weapon. So it's not compatible with the uh, Unicorn, but the Unicorn can apparently, I mean, apparently it's like when you buy a game on Steam and, you know, you launch it for the first time. And it's like, oh, first time setup and it has to install yeah. like, you know, the visual, like, you know, Microsoft Visual Studio or whatever, all the different, you know, prerequisite programs. I, I like that the gun has like an internal computer to do this whenever a mobile student decides to try to fire and it's like, oh no, hold on. We have this to is the future this. liberals want. They want you to do some first time registration on your guns. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's so funny. Um but yeah, the the actual weapon itself it's a four barrel um Gatling gun. Uh it uh basically just rotates and fires beams. It's you know, it's a beam gatling. It's cool. And because beam Gatling's is, own. You know the, it, because this is you see the well okay the first time we see it used uh it absolutely tears the dryson apart now unicorn does have a problem with some weird beam consistency imo i sometimes like they have these really cool big beams and then they hit a mobile suit and it doesn't really do anything i know like part of my brain's like ah uh, i guess they could have advanced their armor until that point but another part of my brain is look we just came off cca though where like the armor looks like paper mache like, when Quest uses a beam Gatling gun on a ship, it literally swish cheeses, like, an entire battleship. Mm. So I feel like it should be more substantial. But either way, it's still cool. It's a beam Gatling. Um, a later form of the Unicorn, as well as, I believe in the novel, because it gets depicted this way, uh, I believe it's always, like, in the double Gatling gun configuration normally, which is the same thing, but it has a barrel on the bottom, too. Mm-hmm. Or a set of barrels, I should say. It has four barrels on the bottom. So you've got, you know, you're holding it by the handle, and above your arm and below your arm, you have four gallons each. Um, uh, very, very heavy arms. Very cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then, like I said, the rest of these, it just borrows from other machines, so we don't really need to talk about them, because we'll talk about them mm-hmm. Well, except for one. There's the Armed Armor DE, introduced in Bandai Destiny. Destiny? I don't... I'm sorry, I don't speak French. Bandai Destiny. No, um, Bond Destiny, I suppose. Yeah, um, it the armed armor DE is similar to the one equipped by. I can't remember. Is the DE also what the um, Banshee has at one point? I honestly have no idea. No, no, no. I'm thinking of, or not Banshee, uh, Phoenix. Uh, like the backpack on the Phoenix. Are those armed armor DEs? Yes, they are. Okay. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about that more when we get to the Phoenix. Then either way, though, it's a shield with boosters. That's all. It's just it's mm-hmm. a shield with boosters on it. They are, you know, doing the AOZ slash Sentinel thing uh, with that. Um, okay. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, I think it's a Banshee. Whatever, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. Uh, so, destroy mode. <laughs> we've already we've talked to armaments. We've talked the thing. 20 minutes. I'm sorry this is so long, but destroy mode. Okay. The V-Fin opens. This is the mistake. Uh, it gets <laughs> too giant. It has now... You know, a giant V-fin, basically, uh, yeah. that is gold. Uh, it's, eye, it's face pops open. Face pops open. Uh, you've got a standard Gundam face. Uh, a lot more red starts showing. Uh, on the collar, two parts pop up. The sho- the All of those lines you see throughout the body basically split open uh, in order to, you know, just make this into a glowing red mess. Not a lot of design elements change, really, other than... You've got a lot of armor sliding open. You've got a lot more red. The knees in particular slide open extensively. The feet become high heels. 
to make this already tall Gundam even taller. Not to mention all the armor splitting makes it a little taller as well. Um, and then the two beam sabers pop up on the backpack. Oh, and two more thrusters pop out of the sides of the backpack. Oh. And the thrusters pop out of the rear skirt. I forgot about all of these. It does have more thrusters. It's only in the NTD mode. It's so stupid. Okay, so this is, yeah, this is NTD. This is the new type destroyer mode. Uh, at least at first, you know, the, the the intention of the machine is when it senses the presence of a new type. It is a, des- it is a machine designed to kill new types. So it's like, ah, I will now go into my super mode. And I don't... Um, I feel weird about the NTD. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I... It's... I understand thematically, right? I understand yeah. that you're trying to play with some of the ground of, like, the Psycho Gundam and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, the way... First of all, it looks like shit. <laughs> it just looks bad. Yeah. And then secondly, just, like, the concept of having all these, like, functions of the machine locked away for this doesn't make any goddamn sense well i think what the plan well the idea is we've seen like what its performance is like in this mode it is a lot faster and stronger i think the thing is because there are people testing the unicorn normally i think that the normal machine is basically supposed to be limited so normal people can pilot it um as opposed to like you know because this is the the, uh, the irony of the ntd i feel like is that I think it would work best probably like with a, you know, new type pilot or something, right? Because yeah, like, it yeah. ups the, you know, it, it, it ups the performance and all of that and the way that new types are shown piloting. Well, uh, and I mean, there are, that. there are ways where that makes sense, right? Like there's this whole system, what's it called? Like the DDS? Yeah, the DDS system, which is like, oh, it like administers like drugs and, and like does pressure like you do like in a, in a um, high altitude fighter to deal mm-hmm. with g-forces i do love that on i do love that on the suit by the way like when he's like when you see banager boosting and for for like a normal person they're just like why did the thighs on the suits like squish down like that but it's like oh no 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 that's that's something that does make sense actually yeah to keep the blood in his head so he can still yeah. be alive yeah, yeah so so you don't just pass out for a couple seconds uh because mm-hmm. you never want to pass out for a couple seconds when moving that fast is generally the thing um and, like, that stuff makes sense, right? Limiting the boosters like that makes sense. But, like, why are you taking away his beam sabers? What is... What possible reason? Well, because reason? you get the really cool thing that it does in both early games, but I don't think it does in later things, where it starts quad-wielding beam sabers by having the tonfas out and also having the sabers out, and it's ridiculous. But there's no reason a normal pilot couldn't do that. No, I guess there's not. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so you do have that, right? You uh-huh. do have the NTD. The The thing is, so my complaint is I feel weird about the over focus on the psycho frame, I think. Right? Yeah. Because that's the yeah. thing. You know, the, you know, everyone knows the T, right? The floating T and mm-hmm. what it does in Gundam, uh, in CCA. Yeah. I, I kind of hate that they're like, what if we, what if we just made more psycho frames for a machine? And then it was able to do these things. That's kind of my thing. Where it, you know, it kind of just, I don't know, it makes me feel weird, basically. But it's the beast of possibility. There is some cool stuff it does. Like, uh, we do see that we do see that it can, like, literally funnel jack something. Like, mm-hmm. it, it can literally, like, 
overtake another machine's funnels, which I actually think also is kind of thematically really cool. Like the idea of, you know, well, these are being controlled by brainwaves. What if I do something to make them controlled by my brainwaves? Yeah, you know? I mean, that's that's a way where the full psycho frame thing makes sense to me, right? Where you're being like, no, this is just a signal amplifier. And so it gives you better control. Like if if it was said that the, the point of the full psycho frame was like you have priority in in new type control of devices and also you have better range on that it's like okay sure but this thing of just like oh no there's more of this you know psychic metal in here so it's just better yeah again i do feel a little weird about the overemphasis on the psycho frame honestly like it's just one of those things that like i just feel a little weird about with unicorn mm-hmm by the way, I did just get off watching uh, Hathaway, so now that I'm watching, now that I'm thinking about Unicorn, I'm just like, huh. I there's a different uh, future of post CCA that I prefer is the thing, um, and I al- always kind of had an idea uh, just from what I had read, but now that I've watched it, I'm like, yeah, this is more of my jam. So I might be a bit more down on Unicorn right now, even though I don't, I don't actually hate Unicorn. Like I, I think Unicorn's fine. Um, I do hate NT, but we'll get to that. Um. So yeah, uh, trying to think. Okay. Do you want to get? So we've covered. Are, we've we covered are we the ready to get stupider. Uh, okay. Well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else on the unicorn. There's not really a lot. I mean, like I said, there this, is. There's there are more forms of the base are, unicorn. Yeah. Okay. Are we going to talk about like the? Well, first we should mention the awakened, right? Yes. Yeah. So early on, the NTD is kind of more controlling banager's impulses right like yeah you know there are times where he does things he doesn't necessarily want to do because of the ntd system when he gains more like when he asserts his control over it instead of it being red it turns green is kind of the thing Mm -hmm. um also we do know that when he is doing badly uh the psycho frame can also just turn off altogether uh like Mm -hmm. they basically just go gray even though it's in destroy mode which is kind of an interesting look um but yeah, the green is used, like, you know, ah, uh, I am in control. There is also the destroy mode unchained. This is something that came up because of the perfect grade, I believe. Is the first time this comes up. Mm-hmm. And this is the, this is to go even further beyond um, mode of the unicorn. Because, okay, uh, basically the unchained mode it, it makes the armor expand even more. Which exposes even more psycho frame. Uh, it generates a even more powerful psycho field, or it generates a powerful psycho field. It is unchained and free from restraint, is what uh, the wiki words it as. Um, so basically, like it's a secret mode that doesn't come up in the anime, but it was designed for like again. I think it was originally a gimmick for the PG, basically just to do more armor opening because they wanted to do something. Like with it because it's like mm-hmm. oh look we have a unicorn that's like finally a stable model um because you know there's been the classic uh the unicorn was actually my first master grade and um i at, at a time where i didn't know how to critique models i assumed the problem was me and now i know no i just that build sucks um <laughs> building a full body transforming mobile suit is a, as it turns out a very hard thing and something very finicky um but yes, so the, the 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 destroy mode unchained though is the skirt pulls a little lower, the sides of the legs pop open, the arm like pops out a little bit more, 
the shoulders pop out more. It's just kind of more well, in all it, the ways. It ties into this thing about the yeah. idea of the way that Unicorn and the whole Unicorn series uses Psycho Frame that I don't understand, where it seems to equate power with surface area. Yeah, well, that's the thing I'm wondering, right? Like, so do the Psycho Frames not activate unless they are out also is the other thing? Because... Why does the Unchained suddenly, like, tear away more armor is, like, the weird thing for me. It doesn't, yeah, like, like, I was gonna say something like, you know, like, is it the Psycho Frame reacts to air, but they're in space? <laughs> there's no air! Yeah, there's no air. There's not, like, a medium there, really. It just feels weird. Um, and then, like I said, mostly a gimmick for a, a model. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, then we can talk about also, though... The luminous crystal, crystal body. body. <laughs> this is from the final episode after blocking a colony laser uh, using the psycho frame. The psycho frame kind of explodes out of the unicorn in a way that I think does look kind of cool at first. Oh no! And then it recompresses and then turns into crystals, and then you've got a big old crystal unicorn. It's so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, really the psycho it. frame the psycho frame has crystallized and now got and now it can as we learn in nt revert time mm -hmm. because it literally changes like the engines of things by waving its hand to like reverse them into a state where they weren't built uh-huh uh-huh traveling through time it literally can physically travel through time i do think that's a little that's a road too far for the dill i extremely hate it mm -hmm. uh i i am one of the few people who enjoys narrative more than i do unicorn in general for reasons that i don't know probably on this show we'll never talk about it just won't we're not we're not going to have that type of conversation but that is one of the worst things that's happened in gundam <laughs> oh thing i do need to ask this is more relating to the unicorn's function so Whenever we see it have the full body um, eye field, whenever it's an NTD, is the implication that like when the shield opens up, it, it actually can do a full body eye shield uh, or eye field instead of just blocking in front? I think that's correct, yes. Okay. Just because I remember like you have the scene of the Kshatriya surrounding the unicorn with the funnels, and then it fires into it like while it's transforming. But then like, you know, you get the cool effect of like because of the way I feel, I always love when they animate I feels this way. I do like the way Unicorn does it because it does the beam bending around it rather than it just being a shield. Mm -hmm. um, and I love like the beam bending around effect, especially when you have like a bunch of funnels doing it from all directions. So you just get this like weird luminescent orb of beams. Yeah, it's also um, a benefit that you're dealing with a, a bunch of funnels, right? So no individual mm -hmm. funnel has such high firepower that it can get through the eye field. Mm -hmm. I just think it's a scene that looks cool. But yes, yeah. uh... Yeah, that's that's the base unicorn though. I don't know if there's a lot more to talk about because again, we we will start going into story stuff and we do try to keep this more on the mecha analysis side of things because there are people there are other people who do the other job that we yeah. know and are friends yeah. with. Mm -hmm. Um you know. Not that we don't talk about story ever, but you know what I mean. Like if we start yeah. talking about unicorn, this will be the longest episode today. It's already gonna be long. We're already at thirty four minutes, we still got so many variants to talk about. Yeah, we're going like, to be here for a while, so let's just get straight into the RX-0 full armor unicorn Gundam. Yes! Okay, I was going to say, next I feel like the full armor is next. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, the full armor unicorn Gundam. Alright. Final battle. We need to figure out, okay, 
What are we doing in this final battle? We know that if we fuck up here, we die. Well, we have all these extra armaments on our ship. We can't, like, there's nothing else that can really use them. What if we put them all on the unicorn? The unicorn has, like, weird, you know, like, semi-thought control systems and all that. It, it's going to be able to, like, actually fire these. So what if we just put all the weapons on it? More specifically, what if we put a dual Gatling set on either arm? Uh, which I think is fine. That's, like, the least yeah. egregious part, right? Two dual Gatling guns like that on either arm with shields on either arm. It's a very heavy loadout, but that's pretty cool, actually. Especially, like, this thing is eye fields. It can, like, you know, dual... It's dual-wielding shields with eye field generators, and it, it can fire, like, a total of uh, 16, you know, barrels of beam Gatlings at once. That's pretty heavy, but that's cool. Um, mm -hmm. Where you start getting ridiculous is we also have a shield on the backpack with another set of Gatlings on it, which you can't fire well-mounted on the backpack. We have two bazookas strapped to the backpack as well these bazookas have a uh, a missile pod on the outside of them like a triple missile pod on either outside and then like jigan style gr grenade skirts that have been attached to the sides of the grenade launchers on the or the bazookas on the other side okay we're getting a little ridiculous more jigan missile launchers on the legs or the thing is this is unicorn is one of the things i was thinking of when we were talking about these being grenades right because in mm. Unicorn, we do see it fire these off like missiles, so. But these are just Jigen grenade, like, side skirts. Um, uh, but yeah, so you have Jigen grenade side skirts on either side. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, it has so many grenades. But it's fine. Don't worry, though. To make up for all of this mass, we have put two giant propellant tanks on the back as well. I actually like this design a lot. <laughs> Is the thing. <sighs> I, I when like it's, parts when it's of closed it, up. It, when it's closed up. Yeah. You know. Oh, and uh, in the novel, not in the anime, and this makes me mad. It has a hyper beam javelin, uh, which is basically a beam halberd with a spear at the end as well. Well, we'll get to talk about has, it in a minute. Oh, right, because it comes up on another design. On the Sorry. plan B. Yeah. I did forget about that. The plan B does have it by default. Um. Yep. Should note, though, just because the full armor unicorn is kind of a reference. Uh, let me find the specific reference. So, a long time ago, there was a company called Clover Toys. Mm -hmm. And Clover Toys did some real bad Gundam toys. Uh, they didn't sell well. Uh, they were the sponsor for the show, by the way. Uh, interestingly, Clover Toys are always the fun thing where... They're kind of the proof that, like, you know... People go, oh, look at all these Xeon machines. They're so toyetic. In 0079. I, I will say, like, MSV, obviously. But, you know, in 0079. But the funny thing is that, in reality, they weren't doing, like, a lot of toys of the enemies. Because Clover loves doing these, like, big Chagokin, we're doing, like, the hero unit things. Because bad guys don't sell well. And they kind of don't. We do know that. Gundam is a bit of an exception. Usually, mm -hmm. bad guys don't sell well, from what I know in Japan. Like, with various, like, kid shows. Um, but anyway, they did a Gundam. They did a Gundam toy that al almost all of their Gundams are ridiculous. They don't look like they came from the show. They are very like, look at, we slapped a bunch of die cast metal on it. We have, you know, missile launchers. We have like a big G. We have, they, we put the shields on the shoulder, like just kind of randomly there. Uh, the, the beam sabers look funny. Like everything looks weird. 
I it, and the, so in this in this image, it is the Gundam with too many weapons. We'll talk about that in a second. Standing on, I guess the G Sky is what that's supposed to be. Standing yeah, on tank treads. Yes. Uh, this is like some ridiculous. Like again, just this is like to be fair to Clover, because I know some people do like Clover. This is what robot toys were like back then, right? Mm. Like you know when you've got shows like Mazinger and stuff. Like, this is what kids want, right? They want uh, a, a toy that is like, ah, I'm the big robot that looks kind of dumb, and you press my arm, and the uh, I do a rocket punch like in the show. Because they sure. did do Gundams with rocket punches, which is very funny to me. Um, but uh, with Clover, though, yes. So they did this ridiculous Gundam design. Like, the halberd and, like, some of the more ridiculous elements of the full armor unicorn are kind of based on this, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Um, which is kind of fun, I think. I think it's yeah. a fun little callback uh, to a weird point in the franchise. Um, but yeah, the full armor unicorn, though, just this ridiculous machine. The destroy mode is the same. It just opens up. I'm not re-describing it. It just opens up. That's it. Um, mm -hmm. Other, okay, so to talk about the armaments, I mentioned what they are, but let's just go through the armaments, not with description, but in total. Vulcans, OVA version only. Okay, yes, the the this this solves it. The novel doesn't have Vulcans, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you, Wiki, for randomly solving it for me. Uh, six beam Gatling guns be is how it's worded. Um, it's because you know each of the because they're yeah. double Gatling, so mm -hmm. uh, four beam sabers, which is normal. Twelve hand grenades, which can launch like missiles. Mm -hmm. Two hyper bazookas. These hyper-bazookas have the grenade launchers on them. Mm -hmm. They have six anti-ship missiles on them, and they have 12 more grenades on them. It has three shields, which means it has three I-field generators. Having one on your back actually makes a lot of sense, huh? Yeah. And in the original, uh, it did have a it had two hyper-beam javelins, I guess, originally. And then in Band-Aid Destiny, they gave it... Uh, instead of normal shields, I think they gave it three armed armor DEs instead. Of mm -hmm. uh, the normal shields. Because it says times three. And that's the only place I could think to mount them. Would be yeah. where the shields are. Um, ridiculous machine though. Um, other ridiculous thing. Uh, we learned that the shields can operate as funnels. Yep. With this. That's true. Um, so they operate as dual Gatling funnels. Um, it's a little weird to me. Because usually funnels have to. You know. I, I like the idea of funnels as like these weird limited weapons. That like have propulsion and have ammo. And are like limited. Um, though the thing is with the full armor unicorn, the shields don't really have anything. They're just psycho framing around. Yeah. Um, ridiculous machine. Uh, and I mean the weapons seem ridiculous, but I do think the final episode does do a good job showing it use all of them. Like I like when it does things like kick into a mobile suit and start launching like the grenades into it and stuff like that. Uh, or. Uh, the famous, it launches uh, the propellant tank to shoot into it and blow it up in the middle of the enemies. And I mean, it makes it makes a kind of sense, right? Just like, it has, it's very, um, I know, it's it's the action movie thing, right? Like, it's before the mm -hmm. before the big action denouement, the, the, the main character's like, I mean, what have you got lying around? I'll take it all. Yeah. And again, like, the, it's kind of like, there's not really any reason not to, because again, it felt like this is their final battle anyway. And with the eye fields and this being the unicorn, it's not like this is going to get shot down from a distance. Yeah. You know, this thing is going to make it to the battlefield and probably do a lot. Um, 
And it can purge the equipment. We see that readily. Like, oh, I fired all my grenades. Okay, I'm going to purge this armor. So it's not like it's, like, you know, permanently bolted on. It's not, like, something weird like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. I kind of appreciate it for being so extra, though. Yes, I agree. I, I kind of... I, I feel weird about, like, the pointed-up bazookas, kind of, because it's like, there's no way those those hands are going to um get them normally. Um, mm-hmm. Because... It's not going to reach back and grab them, I don't think. I think even when we see it fire them, it does fire them on the back. Then again, that also, it's not like the new didn't do a fucking sweet flip into firing the bazooka on its back at one point. Um, but it, it's just a lot. This suit is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, fun, though. It is fun. It is ridiculous. Uh, it gets to do some cool stuff. Uh, by the end, it's just, it's just the, the unicorn gun usually call so the unicorn awaken that we looked at before does usually come across like um like the the final form the true final form right like it's green mm-hmm. and it has the three shields with the gatling gun spinning around it basically and that's like it's true final form um there's also the unicorn gundam plan b full armor um, yeah or another full armor as it's also known uh which is okay the Psycho Frame has become blue. This looks like it's sponsored by the one airport that uh, sometimes gets the Gundam, uh, like, you know, special models. Uh, I know it's not, but it looks like it to me because of the color scheme. So all the Psycho Frame has become blue now. This is a full armor unicorn that instead of... So the original full armor is using other equipment, like not unicorn-based equipment. This is... What if we took the Banshee and the Fenix's unique equipment and the one unicorn unique equipment and put them all on one mobile suit? And this was originally for a card game, Mobile Suit Gundam Tri-Age, hmm. uh, which is a card game. It is, this was like a, like all the, the things in that are extra. We've talked about some of the designs from it um, before, but then the, suddenly they decided, what if we put this in like a unicorn special movie? And it's like, oh no, what are you doing? Um, this thing's ridiculous. It has equipment that we will be talking about in more detail later but basically it's got the armed armors on the arms it's got the banshee norns main it's got weird extra parts on the legs there uh i think oh no no that's that's part of the backpack sorry that's the armed armor de's on the backpack it has the fenix's you know backpack shields it has the hyper beam javelin uh there's also the perfectibility version of it which adds propellant tanks uh Okay, the perfectibility version is now you have mixed the full armor unicorn and the full armor plan B into this. It doesn't have the rocket launchers because there's nowhere else to put them, but don't <laughs> worry. It has ga- uh, it has the uh, beam magnums on either leg. Um, and it has the, the, the back shield again, and it has like the uh, two propellant tanks. Ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. Too far. We have gone too far. This is too much for the Dylan. Yeah, there's the there's the perfectibility and there's the perfectibility divine. Um, I think the only the only the, the only difference is how much uh, full armor More. stuff does it have on it. Um, oh, I see. They've re- renamed the hyper beam javelin as an armed armor now. The armed armor HJ for hyper javelin. <laughs> cool, sick. Cool. All right, we'll talk in more detail about all the equipment on this. I just know this exists and it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Now, are we finally getting to another? Uh, are we finally getting to another? Uh, I think unicorn? we finally get to talk about the banshee. Okay. 
Okay. So, the RX... Uh, hold on, let me pull up the RX-0 Banshee. RX-0 Unicorn Gundam 02 Banshee. Right, yes, okay, that's how it is. It's RX-0, but then Unicorn Gundam 02 Banshee. Uh, yes, so the Banshee. Uh, in the novel, the Banshee was a simple machine because it was just the direct counterpart to the Unicorn. So it had the same armaments. Uh, it used a beam magnum. It used... Uh, it, it had, like, the tonfas and everything. That's all it used, and it had the same shield. Uh, this changed in the OVA because they wanted to make it stand out, um, yeah. is my presumption. Uh, so, they also changed some other things, and I actually will have to talk more on the differences, but let's talk the anime version first. Uh, so, in Unicorn Mode, the first anime version we are introduced to is real weird looking. It is, okay, all the white has become black other than you have a gold collar, gold face, gold eyebrows, and instead of the normal unicorn horn, you have... Uh, like a almost like a bird crest is what it reminds yeah, me of. I know totally. this is supposed to be themed like a lion mane when it's open, is but that it what almost it's reminds to me be? of like a yes, I think it's supposed to be like a lion. Yeah, it um, looks like a rooster. Um, <laughs> you failed at that. Well, goal. not not in this mode, in the destroyer. sure, sure, true. Um, but yeah, to me, it looks like a cockatiel or something. Uh, but the main difference from the unicorn that you will notice is on the arms, you have two built in weapons. You have the Armed Armor VN, which is the Armed Armor Vibration Nails, and the Armed Armor BS. Uh, Hell yeah, it's BS. Fuck that shit. <laughs> um, real quick, though, just for the Destroy Mode, the Destroy Mode uh, opens up, head, the head crust opens. It does look kind of cool. I, I actually do like the VFIN when it's open in Banshee, it's like okay. in the Destroy Mode. Uh, it, it looks better than the Unicorn. It has uh, it has a commit like a a command antenna in front of its camera, its which, Mohawk camera, which is kind of dumb. Which is kind of dumb, but it's fun. Uh, it, it has red eyes. It's got orange psycho frame throughout. Um, and then the it, it, the weapons actually like unlock, though it does use them in the the unicorn mode as well. It's just in the art, you know, shows them open up here. So mm-hmm. the armed armor VN, the vibration nails are exactly what they sound like. They are a big pair of claws that vibrate really quickly. And basically use the vibration to cut through things. Which is interesting because you don't really have that many vibration weapons coming up in UC. No. Because it's usually heat. You usually go with just, like, I want to make this really hot. Mm-hmm. And I guess heat can be obtained through vibration. But, like, you know, it's never, like, explicitly mentioned. Like, you don't have viper swords in that. Right. It does make this weapon kind of cool. And I do like the other one, the beam smart gun, the BS. Mm-hmm. I actually do like the way it looks. The way it fires is not like how a beam smart gun should fire, because it just kind of wiggle beams at random. But um, it does look cool because I think any weapon, even if it's not a rail gun, but it has two rails, looks cool. Even if it's a beam, like a weird beam. Weapon. It's a good. The look. way the the way the banshee uses it is, it basically whenever it fires, the beam kind of randomly like moves about. Like it fires a straight, consistent beam. It keeps going and then starts wiggling as it goes further. Uh, that's why, again, every time I'm playing like Gundam Extreme Versus or something, I, I call it the Wiggle Beam because it's the Wiggle Beam. Um, but yeah, so that's the main thing it gets in the OVA, and it still has like the two beam sabers on the back, and it does have the beam saber tonfas. Though I don't know, maybe I can deploy them actually because yeah, they would pop away from where the weapons are, and though. Ironically enough, now that I think about it, the rails on the Armed Armor BS 
and the nails on the claw happen to be split where the beam sabers would be poking through. Yeah, I guess that's down. true. I guess that's true. So I guess it could still use the tonfas if necessary. Um, yeah, the the banshees a lot. Uh, now here's the thing. Uh, I want to talk about the novel banshee because I prefer the novel banshee. Um, so. In unicorn mode, I still don't really super like the unicorn mode. Are you able to see the uh, novel ones, by the way? Uh, yes. Um, okay. Just want to make sure. So, uh, okay. What they've done is they've changed the colors around. If you look at the collar, the collar is no longer gold. Only the inside of the collar is gold. Ironically enough, where it is colored black on the normal one. So, mm. the thing is, I think that the gold collar looks bad. I don't, I don't like how it looks. I don't disagree, but this much black is too much. Um, now, I'll show you where I like it more. So the unicorn mode, it tones down the gold a bit, and the eye is actually like more of a pink than a red. Um, when it goes into destroy mode, this is where I really like it. If you compare the destroy modes, the, the orange psycho frame does a lot more with the more black and the less gold. Because the only gold, really, is on the V-Fin, which actually has a bit more gold because the middle of it isn't black, like where the command antenna is, it's also gold, which is colored black on the normal one. And also, the eyes and the chin are purple on the novel, and I like that look way more. Hmm. I like the, the purple on the eyes and the chin, and I think the eyes just being yellow is good. This just feels more cohesive to me. The other one, like, the anime version looks a little doofy to me. It just goes, like, like it has, like, orange Psycho Frame glowing. Then it has orange, not Psycho Frame chin and eye. Then it mm -hmm. has gold on the collar. And it's just, like, it looks off to me. The way it is drawn in the novel version here just looks really cool to me. Especially because I like the way the Psycho Frame is drawn for the novel, too. Just, mm -hmm. like, having all the, like, little lens flares and stuff. It looks neat. Um, I just think this is a better-looking Banshee, but don't worry. We're about to cover the one I like the least. Because uh, there is a Banshee variant. <sighs> yeah. I mean, also, just quickly, there's also, at the end of the series, there's a there's a green Psycho Frame version of the Banshee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good it, guy now. It, yeah. It turned green. Riddy. Riddy. Make green. I hate Riddy. Riddy is such a shit character. <laughs> Fuck Again, Riddy. we can't be that person. We can't be those people. We're going to move on, but fuck yeah. Riddy. Um, so then the next one we have is the Banshee Norn. This is the upgrade um, to the uh, Banshee? Yeah, technically. Um, so, okay. Uh, the Banshee Norn is weird. Um, so what we have done is this also operates on the principle of more Psycho Frame. So what they did is they gave this Banshee... A new backpack. It looks a little weird in in the in the unicorn mode, but don't worry, you'll see what it does. Um, the armaments have changed. Uh, you now have a beam magnum with a cylinder on the bottom that has a couple of random things. Uh, it's a revolver that has one of them is a beam jute, kind of like the uh, or jute, um, kind of like the um, zephyranthes or like the dendrobium stamen and all that, like. It's, you know, the part of the rifle that you can use to catch a saber. It also has bot missiles, which are like the... Th that name is like the name that's usually used for the gun tank ones. Mm -hmm. 
MGAAP, armor-piercing shells that release a blinding flash upon explosion. So they're armor-piercing flashbangs, which kind of feels a little ridiculous. Yeah, that's kind um, of a silly idea, but... You know. And then micro-hide bombs, uh, hide bombs being like what the GAN use, but basically they are just like little mines. It can just deploy a bunch of little bombs. Um, otherwise, it's just a regular beam magnum on the top of it. Uh, it does carry extra ammo on the rear skirt. The other change is, we've talked about it a couple times, the Armed Armor DE, also known as the Armed Armor Defense Extension, is an I-Field equipped shield that is just more of a shield. It has a shield. It has thrusters on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it can wear it on the backpack in order to, you know, it, it, it's used like the Mark V or Hazels, like I mentioned. Um, so then we also have the Armed Armor XC. That's that backpack add-on I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Xeno Connect is what it means, question mark? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Destroy mode. Okay. The shield opens, and it's, you know, there's base. You can actually kind of see, like, the original unicorn shield underneath, just with more pieces on it. That's mm-hmm. fine. The backpack opens. It is awful. I hate it looks, this. It looks horrible. Okay, so they decided, oh, well, it's supposed to look like a lion mane. What if we put a mane on the backpack as well? The problem is, it just doesn't mesh at all. Because now you've got a layer of yellow behind everything. That you now have, like, the horns of the Banshee, like, against. With a different level of detail and size, it looks so bad. I hate this. I hate it on models. I hate it on, like, I've tried making it work in, like, you know, Gundam Breaker 3. It's, like, option parts. Uh Uh-huh. It's just, you can't, though. It looks bad. It looks like a hedge in need of trimming. Yeah, it's just, it just looks bad, and I dislike it. And it makes me dislike the Norn a lot. Yeah. Yeah, the Norn, I think the Norn sucks. And I think it's primarily because of the the Xeno Connect. Um, like, I think the revolving launcher is a neat idea. I don't know about the things they chose to put in it. They all seem a little dumb, but it's fine. Mm. But, like, yeah, that looks bad and yeah. it ruins the whole design. Which yeah, I honestly know, like, didn't like that much to begin with. Yeah, like, okay, you know, like the shield... I'm okay with. The revolving launcher, I'm okay with. But that backpack, it just, that soul piece ruins everything. And I normally like the Banshee a bit more than the Unicorn in Destroy Mode. This is like my least favorite Destroy Mode, though, out of all of them. Hmm. I just, I hate how this looks. I hate it. There's like, and it doesn't help because like, okay, if the head is turned, it looks even worse. Because like, they're, like, if the head is at an angle, like, it's just, you have too many golden angles, like, operating off each other. It just looks awful. Mm-hmm. It just looks awful. Um. Anyway, uh, okay. Now it's time, I think, finally, because that there's no other variants of the Banshee that come up really in anything. There's like some SD stuff, but we're not really going to talk about yeah, it because yeah. you know, uh, we don't we don't really talk about SD, and if we did, it would uh destroy us because you you you'll find some banshee art like or some sd articles but not others uh others i would have to dig through my card library that i do have saved all right rx0 unicorn gundam 03 fenix this is the one we rolled yes <sighs> okay the fenix was introduced in a short story uh written by fukui called uh or yeah, a short story by Fukui. Um, I can't remember what the short story was called. I know the little film was called One of 72. Um, 
this has some MSV in it, basically. It introduces the Fenix. It introduces the Rebewu. It has a Banshee that appears in it in CG that is, like, not really a prototype Banshee. It's just colored more like the novel, basically. And it's supposed to be, like, what it looked like more early on, just to kind of tie the designs together. Um, this was shown at G-Dome. G-Dome being, like, you know, a... I think it's... I think it's kind of a movie theater that is done like how a planetarium is. Hmm. Like, where it's, like, you know, a projection like on a dome i think <laughs> i think that's why it's called g-dome i don't know if i'm misremembering that or not um no idea of so course i couldn't tell you of course this later got turned into phoenix hunting which later got turned into narrative um convoluted thing happening here basically a short story got turned into a short film that got turned into a chapter to explain some shit in the novels that got turned into a really bad film i um it's, it's, it has problems but i i still overall like it what uh, nt yeah fair enough um unicorn gundam 03 uh fenix okay well we have taken the unicorn we have given it an even more bird-like uh crest uh Mm -hmm. which makes sense though it is the fenix which sounds kind of like phoenix um though this is actually named after an ars gosha demon which Given that this is a spoiler episode, minor funny thing, because people are going to know the name of the Barbados. Uh, funny that we have that, because that means, theoretically, there's also a Phoenix in IBO's universe, but anyway. Um, uh, so, it's a gold unicorn, <laughs> where the backpack has been... It, so, armaments are basically the same for the base uh, Phoenix. It uses the beam sabers, it has a beam magnum, it has a shield... or No, it doesn't have a shield with a knife. I'm sorry, I forgot. Because the backpack is where you have two shields that have been turned into, like, large backbinders. Yeah, um, yeah. It has it has the armored armor DEs as basically wings. Yeah. Yep, it just has them on the back. And I guess that makes sense, though. Again, we already know, like, one of them powered can do, like, a full body eye field. You have two of them, they're on the back. It's fine. And they have thrusters on them, so mm-hmm. theoretically you can move one of them to the arm if it needs to, kind of like the uh, Banshee Norn does. Um... So, then you have the destroy mode. Psycho frame also is like a blue on this. So you have gold, shiny gold with blue. Um, the head crest opens up, looks even more like a parrot. It goes from being like a sort of, you know, like rooster or bird-like head crest to being like a pair of wings mm-hmm. is kind of the impression I get from them. Yeah. Uh, I just think this thing's ugly. I think the gold is bad. I, I hate it on the models. I, even the ones that are using like the good gold look bad to me huh. because the unicorn is covered in so many flat surfaces that it's like a reflective nightmare <laughs> to me um personally like yeah. i said yeah I, I, I know some people that like there are a lot of people that like the fenix yeah. this design it was possibly a, one of the more popular unicorn designs there's a reason it gets so many models it's not like they do bad um yeah, I I like the Fenix. Um, I I hear you. I do have uh, I had to have an HG Fenix, and I think it looks good. I understand what you're saying. Like, it is it is extremely reflective. Um, I feel like that works for it, and it's also difficult because if you're looking at the wiki, the two pieces of art you have are like the ridiculously reflect reflective CG model of it, and the flat cheese drawing. Yeah. Yeah, the flat cheese drawing, I think it looks better than the reflective CG, at least. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it does look a little weird, because it doesn't look gold. It does look a little cheesy. Um, 
Which, uh, yeah, like, so, the Fenix, uh, this is a weird machine. It, uh, okay, like the others, it has an NTD. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's got the two back boosters. Then, I, I mentioned the convoluted history of this machine. In NT, they also made another version of it. Which, what has changed is they have added tails? Which I guess are supposed to be kind of reminiscent of, like, a bird as well. Yeah, so the shields have little tails on them that are supposed to be, like, yeah. stabilizers. Um, I know, like, when it's on the backpack, I don't think they look that great. But what it commonly does in fights, at least in, in narrative, is it detaches them and has them sort of, you know, swirl around as, like, the shield funnels. And in that form, yeah. I think it looks really cool. Yep, and, oh, should know, because there's Psycho Frame in the shields, these shields just operate as funnels. I'm more okay with these ones because these ones have thrust, so it makes more sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's kind of its primary method of offense, really. Yeah. Um, oh, random fun fact uh, from Software Game. Uh, did uh, The Unicorn Gun in PS3 game did have the... So it came out when Episode 4 had just dropped of Unicorn. Way before Full Armor. But the Full Armor was a DLC unit, and that game did kind of just spoil... Oh, it just... like his, no art I had seen before had ever shown that the funnels operate as shields mm. on it, but the game just lets you have the shield funnels, so... Which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway. the the Also, the way they operate in the game, if I remember right, very funny. Uh, they detach, but all the Gatlings stay on the Unicorn, so they're just, they're just like, remote shields, basically. Huh. Instead. Which is interesting. Um... Because they just swirl around you, basically, and then block whatever someone like, shoots towards you. Which, it's it's neat. Anyway, um, the Fenix, though, yeah, can do the same with the armed armors. They fly around, um, operate independently. Um, otherwise, it just does unicorn stuff. Now, I'll give NT credit on one thing that I did like in it. Um, and the Fenix reflects as well. Uh, the Fenix... <sighs> the Fenix is piloted in a weird way. Can... Okay... Because it's how, not... How much do we want to get into this, given how spoilery well, it is versus its mechanical relevance? Well, the, I, it it's does sick. tie to the mechanical it's thing. It's great. There is a cool thing to tie to the mechanical thing, which is... Okay. Okay. We've talked about the Blue Destinies. Basically, Blue Destiny happens, uh, and yeah. the soul of uh, Rita Bernal is fused into the uh, Fenix. I will say they do a cool thing with the Fenix that I like, which is making it move like there's no pilot. Mm -hmm. Like, it's doing maneuvers that, like, Banajar wouldn't do. Like, you see it, like, move in a really flowy, weird way. And that's, like, the one thing I will say I did like in NT, is the way this thing is piloted, it does feel like it is, in fact, piloted by a ghost. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, neat machine. I uh, just want to mention that little part, because I do like the Fenix in terms of its movement when it is, like, moving all Mm -hmm. um it's just a weird suit for me yeah. um i don't know i mean I, I do think part of the problem like it is it is so hard to see examples of it portrayed well is part of the problem i do think like if you look at like shots of it from narrative it looks good in narrative but it is a machine that like gold has always been a hard color to represent well in gundam and combine that with the like the you know unicorn style psycho frame look, which 
I also think is hard to represent well. I think it's just so easy to to render the phoenix or the phoenix, excuse me, in a way that looks bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. And like, it doesn't help that again. It doesn't help with models like when you have unpainted ones like with that use the cheese gold and stuff. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work. You need it to like you need to kind of go all out and hard in on the design uh, with how you're representing it because if you fuck up the gold, if you fuck up the psycho frame. If you mess up any feature of it, basically, um, it just it kind of loses out, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, but I do think when it's hit right, for me at least, it hits the goal it's going for, which is it doesn't feel like. I mean, you said it yourself. You know, it's it's piloted it's piloted by a ghost. It doesn't move like it's it's like a like a normal mobile suit, and it very much fills the role it's trying to fill in that movie, which is it feels like this just sort of like wild creature almost. Mm-hmm. Um, it does do also one other kind of function uh, that uh, I forgot to bring up, but I was thinking about it because of uh, Breaker. Um, it does generate a weird psycho field that it controls and it hugs with. Like it uses them. Like they're they're actually supposed to be like wings, I guess. Um, and it's shown doing that, and it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, otherworldly, now, now this is being piloted by a spirit, so a new type spirit at that. It's, it's, that is just a very quickly, I think narrative is a mess, but I think the vision of Rita in that movie is a really cool idea and saves a lot of the movie for me. Fair. Fair enough. So that's ultimately... oh, I, oh, should note also. Sorry, just notice the funny mechanical detail. Actually, I'll let you say your thing. But I was I just gonna say. Ultimately, out. I have a lot of objections with both narrative and uh, and unicorn, and I just find that while it's a mess, narrative is at least more ambitious. I, I never noticed this before, but interestingly enough, oh no, it doesn't replace them though because it still has the sabers. Okay. I was looking at the back mount, and I was like, oh, did they just get rid of the back sabers and instead, like, plug the uh, arms for the armed armor in? But no, the sabers are there. How did those pop up? I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm staring at this. Let me show you why I am having a conundrum here. Um, I mean, I built this machine. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm presuming when you build it, you're just parts forming it, right? Like, you're just flipping it up, like, with the backpack removed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Sorry, I just was looking at that and I'm like, wait, what? I mean, maybe... <laughs> My brain was broken for a moment. I mean, since since that thing's only purpose is to hold the the uh, armored armor DEs, maybe you can purge it. Okay, yeah. Or, like, maybe the arms can, like, move out of the way a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a limb I'm not noticing. Either way. Um, like I said, the Phoenix... <sighs> It's hard to rank. It's hard for me to rank my forms for these. Also, there is a Fenex variant that we could technically talk about, which is kind of funny. But uh, let's um, let's not. <laughs> you don't want to? Why I not? mean, because it's a color variant. Yeah, I mean, because it's another thing that oh. I at least haven't seen. And okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's adding also, even more spoiler warnings for for yeah. very little payoff, in my opinion. That's fair. We can purchase section if necessary. Um, I mean, well, I'll but, leave uh, it in so people know we didn't forget about it. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's always the thing, right? You don't want people to think you forgot about something either, but you also don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay. 
Plus, yeah, that's it's not it's a color variation. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Um, so not a lot to talk about. Um, all right, I'm trying to think of how I would rank my uh my favorite unicorn. Like, I think my favorite is actually the Banshee novel version hmm. in Destroy Mode, followed by like the Unicorn in Unicorn Mode. All I know, then everything else, and then Banshee Norn at the bottom. Yeah, I have Banshee Norn at the bottom. I think my favorite is the Phoenix, then Unicorn Unicorn Mode, then like the normal full armor. Mm. Um, I do like the look of the normal full armor generally. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly, for me, that all forms of the Banshee are at the bottom. I just don't like the Banshee. I, I like that novel one a lot. Is my problem. I just, I don't know why. I think, I just think that like the purple, the purple, black, and gold works for me a little bit better mm-hmm. um, than just the black and gold of the OVA version. Yeah, I think that color scheme is definitely more compelling. But just fundamentally, things like like the big hand and stuff on the Banshee, I just don't care for. That's fair. I, I, I see. I think the armed armor weapons are actually pretty cool too. Is the other problem. Well, there you go. Um, but I, I like every armed armor that isn't the fucking Xeno Connect. Basically, the fuck that thing. Actually, you know what? I there is one below the Banshee Norn for me, which is Luminous Crystal Body. I really fucking hate that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh. Yeah. That's a unicorn episode. It actually did not run as long as I thought it was going to. Yeah. Well, Dylan, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on the internet at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com. Excellent. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at sixdetmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. You can find my work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. And, folks, I've been enjoying this podcast, but in the near future, we're not going to need it anymore. We're all going to move into space, and by living in space, we'll be able to understand each other without misconceptions. But even so... Wait, that's not where I should be saying that. That makes it, like, not optimistic, like how that's (laughs) supposed to be, but whatever. But even so... (sighs) Peace. You make it sound like the Federation staged the attack itself.